everybody, and welcome to episode 24 of the Cinefessions podcast. I am one of your three hosts. I'm Brandon Shawin, and we have Chris Ranson and Ash Collins. Gentlemen, how are you tonight? Chris, how, about, how are you? I'm amazing. Excellent. How was your dinner? It was good. Good. And what about you, Ash? How are you doing tonight? Not too bad. <clears throat> awesome. So I am... Now, I am not a a beer connoisseur by any stretch of the imagination. Frankly, I just don't like it very much. I, I drink it a little bit, but not too terribly much. Uh, basically, if I'm drinking beer, I'm drinking it to get drunk, and that's pretty much the extent of it. But So you drink 10 of them? Well, no, because I don't need 10 because uh. I'm a lightweight. But uh, I my boss told me about this not-your-father's-root beer, and I bought some a couple weeks ago, and it's just kind of been sitting in my fridge. forgot all about it. And uh, I was off Tuesday, and so Chris and I shared one over uh, over Twitter, <laughs> and uh, I'm drinking one now. I'm on number two right now, and it's it's I love it. I I like it a hell of a lot. I know Chris, you're not a huge fan, but I mean to me, it just tastes like I'm drinking root beer. Like I just feel like I'm drinking root beer, but I'm drinking root beer with 5.9 percent alcohol by volume, which is what makes it awesome. But you're not a fan, are you? Not really. Like if, if you've had a lot to drink before. Yeah, and you have one, you get over the fact because it basically tastes like mixed with like a root beer syrup. I don't like I, I I've never tasted a Guinness like this, and if I did, I would drink a lot more Guinness. That's for sure. But anyway, Ash, what'd you end up doing this week? Um, finished off. Uh, they threw up another episode, the Christmas special for Doctor Who, so we watched that, um, which was pretty good. Um, was Amanita in that one? <laughs> no, uh, she she's in with the tenth Doctor. Uh, so it's like, be if you're watching on Netflix, it'd be season three. Okay, which I season think. are you on? Uh, this would be like season nine. Oh, holy I think. shit! Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, there. I think it's season nine. No, it might be season eight. Um, okay, I think season nine. Season nine is what's airing now. Uh, so watch that. Um, Watched this movie today that my wife loved, and I was kind of like, uh. It had a great premise, and it, but it was super gross, which I was okay with. But <laughs> it was just, but it was just like, um, the acting was kind of terrible throughout, and that just kind of killed it for me. And it was supposed to be a B movie, it was listed as a B movie, but it was just like, this is bad. And what was it? Uh, what was the name of it? And she's drawing a blink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hang on, let me pull up Netflix real quick because we were watching it there. So I watched that. Um, Turtle Pernicious was the name of it. The movie oh, that came out okay. last year. Uh, the sub the the movie the way Netflix has it listed is three young women travel to Thailand for a summer of exotic adventure, but are drawn into a bloody trail of revenge by the spirit of a murdered child. I was really close to playing that the other day. It was, I mean, there's some really, they did some interesting things with the, with the, the makeup effects and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of the shots, I'm like, yeah, she totally just didn't actually cut that dude. And a couple of the other ones, I was like, okay, this is making my skin crawl. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm, one of the three leads is pretty good as, as a pretty good actress. And the other two are just kind of, they have their moments, but a lot of the other times you're just like, I want to kill both of these two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, as my wife points out, they do act like girls their age, so that might be part of it. Mm. You know, it just they're 
way. It's just they felt way over the top to me. But I okay. Don't know. And you said you said Turtle loved it. Yeah, she loved it. Okay. Uh, other than it being gross, and yeah, uh, she gave it her her usual three stars off of Netflix, which is <laughs> right. well, she's a, her three stars out of Netflix is uh, is. Uh, her average it's like gotcha um if it's really good it gets five right if if it's mostly you know if it's better than her average it gets a four but she she rarely gives out the fours and the fives yeah i think the three stars i think think, think the three stars was i like it and Mm -hmm. four stars is i really like it and then five stars is i loved it or something like that yeah okay awesome anything else um uh, I watched the Star Wars trailer. I don't know how many times. Oh, uh, awesome! <laughs> they they released a music only version, which is fantastic. I highly recommend tracking that down and watching that. It has no dialogue in it; it's just John Williams' score in the background. That's really uh, cool. Um, I like that. Um, but then, uh, yeah, let's see. I've got. I'm working on a review of uh, Warhammer 40k or a Warhammer game called Vermintide, which is okay. like. It's like Left for Dead set in the Warhammer universe, so you're oh. dealing with spellcasters and mages and uh, gunsmiths and, and a dwarf and a couple other, and an elf. Um, basically, they're stuck at the end of the world, fighting this huh. wave after wave of rat people. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Is that PC? or? Um, it's on PC. The version I've got is PC. I think they're going to have a PS4 version and an Xbox One version, but I don't know when those are coming. When does the is the PC version already out? Um, it, the the um, if you pre-ordered it, you can play the first three levels now. Um, okay. Friday they open up the whole game uh, to everybody, so it comes Sounds out Friday. Interesting. Tomorrow. Is there a demo? Um, they had the they had like an open beta for it. I don't know if they mm. actually have a demo for it or not. Okay. Um, is it on Steam? Do you know? Yeah, yeah, that's actually where the uh, the copy I got is through. Okay. Um, so that's it's interesting. Uh, it plays pretty good and it looks fantastic. They're actually yeah. using um, uh, the Autodesk engine, which I would, I had n- didn't even realize Autodesk had an engine. Uh, but yeah, it looks it looks fantastic. Uh, is it first person? It is first person, um, and it's and it's co-op. But if you don't have anybody to play with, it uh, has AI characters to run around with you to go through the levels. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more story driven than Left 4 Dead is, though. Okay. Uh, um, like you have an actual like there's stuff going on and you actually have to accomplish goals as opposed to just running around randomly throughout most of the levels, which was my experience with Left 4 Dead. Right. Um, right. Uh, but what I played of it, I liked. I so I uh, when they had the beta out, so I'll have to uh, I'll have to see how it goes. Matchmaking was pretty easy too. You just pop in and, it, and they matched you up real quick. I mean, I popped on at like four in the morning one day to test it and see. Mm-hmm you know how that worked out mm-hmm. they like had me in a group in like 30 seconds so wow that was pretty good um say the name of it again uh warhammer end times vermintide okay very wow. interesting we we'll have to check it out sounds cool and the other one uh, star wars old republics um knights of the fallen empire came out and Okay. The the uh, the the Star Wars: The Old Republic forums went insane. They're like, "Oh my God, this is awful! Everything's terrible! The world's ending!" Blah blah blah. <laughs> and they could all go to hell because yeah. it's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. Uh, well, they were like, "Oh well," because they they introduced like level sync. So if you go to old planets, you're the same 
you're the max level for that planet as opposed to like say 65 like if i go to aldron i'm 34 instead of 65 but i have all my abilities and stuff so it's not like you're it's not like you're dropping down to 34 completely you're just more on par with the planet and it's still a cakewalk it's like everyone's like oh this is gonna be terrible it's a breeze that's like i don't know what the hell they're on um (laughs) but the the i finished through their they had they released the first nine chapters of uh, Knights of the Fallen Empire, and I played through the first nine, and I'm doing all of the uh, bonus stuff where you have to go around recruiting and building up your alliance now. Um, but the uh, the story missions were fantastic. They where Old Republic was kind of slightly cinematic before they went full cinematic with the this release, and it looks great. Uh, the voice acting is good. The, it's got a great storyline for it. Um, so I've been enjoying that. I just I just fired up a new character and went in there so uh but that won't be out for everybody to get into until tuesday i think okay it's it's only early access if you've been a subscriber since like august so gotcha very good all right chris what did you do this week oh it was such a busy week surprise surprise no it's always busy (laughs) by work but who cares about work work sucks um well, I went and saw Crimson Peak, and it was atrocious. See, I like says it. you. It was awful. It, See, it I was, I was boring. Nothing happens. The only positive I can actually say of the movie is that it's pretty, but like it takes forty-five minutes to even get to Crimson Peak. All <laughs> the ghosts are from the trailer, minus two. And that's only because mm-hmm. they're spoilers, <laughs> and nothing happens. Literally nothing happens that you haven't figured out at least a half hour before our heroine. I think we found I think we found your favorite criticism and it's nothing happens. Exactly. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> All right. Ash, counterpoint him. Um, okay. Diana and I both liked it. I liked it more than she did, but I went into it kind of expecting more of a gothic romance than a gothic horror. The mm-hmm. horror is an element, but it's there, it's more of a, or like a romance movie almost. Hmm. And but not. She actually, because... Yeah. But she liked it, but at the end she's like, I liked it, but it's somewhat unsatisfying, is, the, is how she put it. Um, she wanted, she actually wanted more horror in it um, than that. But other than that, she liked it. And you get to see Tom Hiddleston's ass. So there's that. <laughs> um, but. Uh, no, I liked it. I, I visually, it is gorgeous. I definitely agree with Chris on that. Um, yeah, they they did a lot of neat stuff with it. Um, yeah, I asked Diane in the middle of the movie if we could knock out like a hole in our roof so we could have like leaves and snow and shit fall in the middle of our house. <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> yeah, she said she's like, where the hell were all those leaves coming from? There are no trees around the damn place. <laughs> so, Magic. Uh, yeah. So, but I I liked it. I I I I, uh, I didn't think it was like fantastic. It was a little slow. I will give it that. It was definitely a, a slow film. Um, I'm I'm thinking. I think Chris, you give it like a, what a one and a half. I probably. Okay, I'd probably give it a two and a half to a three. Probably closer to two and a half. So, I enjoyed it. Even Jeff hated it. He was like, that was the worst movie you dragged me to. <laughs> and, and for point, we've seen Fantastic Four in a the theater. So, 
Uh, I still haven't seen that one. Waiting for the Blu-ray. Oh, um, someone's getting a steelbook. Target. Target's getting a steelbook. Maybe I'm not paying. I'm just renting. You're going to buy it. You know, Fantastic Four. I've never seen a Fantastic Four movie in my life. I will not be buying that. They're all awful. Yeah, Um, they are all awful. That's what I hear. But then after Crimson Peak, because I saw that in IMAX, Mm -hmm. but I paid for something else because I'm not going to pay. Because I think for the total was like $10 for two tickets to see whatever we paid for. Yeah. And IMAX for Crimson Peak was ten fifty nine a ticket. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's just stupid. <laughs> I'm not going to pay twice the amount of money for loud sound. Ten fifty nine a ticket for IMAX? Was it 3D also? No. Oh, okay. And that's matinee. That was first showing of the day mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. 10 something in the morning. Okay. <laughs> So that's not cheap. <laughs> and that's with our discount with mm. the thing we have. But then I saw Goosebumps, which was awesome. Um, I have a review. People can go read that. But that was fun. I had another crappy experience from our awesome staff at AMC, though. Cause, <laughs> you know. Okay, so if your movie... Right, so stuff happens in the credits. like Nothing like major, but they have stuff. And you can do things on your phone with the movie, but it's still pitch black. And next thing you know, the cleaning woman's in there clomping around with her giant dust pan behind us, hitting it on stuff. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Like the lights are still fucking off. A, you can't (laughs) see what you're cleaning. B, there's still fucking people in here. Right. Get the fuck out. Hmm. It's just ridiculous. I've never had anyone start cleaning while there were people in there. So the lights could be on and they kind of just stand by the side and wait for everyone to leave. Nope, not here. And then when we leave, she's out there talking to some of the other people who have been in the movie. Like the bitch didn't even want to work. She just wanted to go chit chat and bullshit right. about goosebumps. <laughs> and I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Like Ugh. your job is like the most mundane. Like there's a reason you get paid minimum wage because you push a broom and you pick up popcorn. <laughs> And you do a very poor job at it. Oh. Very poor. Trust me, I, I've worked that job. Yeah. <laughs> very easy job. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I, I had to get the Goosebumps game because I, I A, love Goosebumps, and B, I love point and click yeah. adventure. So I had to get it. And it was only like 15. So I mean, it's too that's much for cheap. it. But I, uh, I got online first because, you know, I don't like playing demos. And, and it's it's a it's not the type of game you play a demo for. Oh, touche! I played a demo. I know, and it's like half the game right there. Mm-hmm. But um, it was fun. I think I well, I platinumed it, so I got all the trophies. But I had gone online and like watched a little video, to make sure it wasn't like horrible. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure if there was reviews, and I really didn't care enough. Mm-hmm. Because obviously it was geared towards me. Right. Right. So. But I loved it. Um, probably spent about five hours total on it. Uh, beat it about six times. Like you can beat it in fifteen minutes mm-hmm. in under a hundred and fifty turns if you know like the exact process. Hmm. But there's so many cool things like you um like when you get to your house, it's all like twisted and distorted, and you enter the uh, dining room and there's this woman sitting at the table and she she's pretending to be your aunt and. Like if you drink the glass of juice on a table, you die because mm-hmm. it's prune juice, which is from one of the Goosebump stories. Mm. Um, so, but if you go to the fridge, you can get some prune juice, and then if you, when you're talking to her, 
if you can continue the string long enough of conversation, she'll fall asleep from being bored. Yeah. And you can pour the juice in her glass and she'll drink it and die. And she leaves <laughs> behind an item. Jeez. So it's all these like little like tidbits from all the books are just all thrown in there. Like you can get the haunted mask oh, that's and, cool. you, and you can put it on and you can take it off hmm. and it's fine. If you put it on again, you can't take it off hmm. and you die every three minutes. So you have three minutes to get it off or find out the way to, but you hmm. can't do it until the final chapter. Okay. Yeah. So even through the, the short demo I played it, but I mean, it seemed like an, an intelligent game. Yeah. Well, it's from way forward. They do on like the Shanti games and, they did the DuckTales remaster, I believe. Oh, okay. I mean, they're they're pretty competent. They have a few duds in their history, but mm-hmm. you know that happened. So yeah, I played that like six, I played through it like six times. Wow. And then like I wanted more. Yeah. I mean, you know, you really enjoyed a game when you want more, <laughs> and there just isn't. Like it was just fun. <laughs> like I like point and clicks, um, but they're so hard to find like the good one. Hmm. I don't like like those weird, obscure ones where you need like this tiny little thing you can't even see on your screen to do something like 80 screens back. Right. And then, like that just annoys me. The one I used to play that I used to love and the only one I've ever played really was Maniac Mansion on the NES. That game was amazing. And then the, the sequel is Day of the Tentacle, right? Yeah. Yeah. I never, I never played that one. I haven't played that one, but... I want to, though. I've played Day of the Tentacle. Do you like it? I didn't play Maniac Mansion, but I played Day of the Tentacle. Day of the Tentacle was fun. It was really weird. (laughs) Hmm. Then Saturday, I went to my first ever hockey game. Hang on, hang on. Before we move on, Mm -hmm. since you're talking about, I guess this would, now would be as good a time as any to publicly apologize to you. Okay. Last week, I, I erroneously stated that your list of the top 10 Goosebumps books of all time was factually inaccurate because you didn't include Night of the Living Dead at your number one spot. In fact, it wasn't even on it, but Night of the Living Dummy, rather, not Night of the Living Dead. I, I finished reading your, two, your, your top two, and then I read Night of the Living Dummy, and I was wrong, and I apologize for that. You are correct. Ghost Beach and... Welcome to Dead House are both better books than Night of the Living Dummy. And a spoiler coming for Night of the Living Dummy, I guess because it's considered a spoiler. I'd forgotten that Slappy is not even the main fucking character in Night of the Living Dummy. It's fucking Mr. Wood until the very last sentence of the book. And I completely forgot about that. I just remember the sequels. Like I remember number two, three, you know, all those where obviously Slappy's the main character, but Night of the Living Dummy, the original, it's Mr. Wood. And it's written in a different style than both Ghost Beach and Welcome to Dead House. Those are written, I don't know, I guess they'd be in a, in a, like almost a, not really a first person, but what perspective would that be? I don't know. I haven't read those in a while. Yeah. He, like it's basically, you know, uh, the character's thoughts. You, 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 you are reading the character's thoughts through Ghost Beach and Welcome to Dead House. But in uh, Night of the Living Dummy, it you're not you're you, there's a you know you're reading a narrator basically uh, narrating the story through, um, and I thought that I like the other the other way better, and uh, yeah, I was a little not 
guess I was a little disappointed with 9 Living Dummy having revisited after all these years. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. But moving on to your first hockey game, which is fucking awesome because hockey is one of the best sports ever. So right. It's one of the few sports I like besides like college basketball. But okay. um, I had never gone. I'd always wanted to go, but you know, finding people to go is just kind of hard to do. And it wasn't like it was an energy. <clears throat> it wasn't an any. Wasn't an NHL game or anything, but um, <laughs> it was the North ECHL. Yeah, whatever those letters mean. <laughs> it was the Norfolk um, Admirals versus the I don't know Whalers or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know some team from North Carolina, but um, within the first period there were seven fights. Which is fucking awesome. And they were all amazing. <laughs> like the first one, the guy like threw his gloves on the ground, <laughs> knocked the other guy's hat, helmet off, and just like fucking wailing on him. <laughs> At so one cool. point, like the the refs had the one guy like was holding him back, and the other guy just like stormed through them and started wailing on him again. Like it was it was amazing. That's awesome. It was great. Being a diehard Red Wings fan, I watched them more than anything and we're not a fighting team very much at all. So I don't get to see very many fights anymore, unfortunately. It, it was weird because like, then the second period, they, they must have been like – because we were winning by like 3-0 to zero at that point. Oh, wow. And then the second period happened and there was no fights. Yeah. And there was no points scored. Hmm. I'm like, what happened <laughs> to all the fun? Oh. But then it got like apeshit crazy in the, the third period because like the other team brought it. Mm. Like, they scored two points. So then it was like three to two. Hmm. There was like two minutes left or it was like 90 seconds were left. And they decided to pull their goalie off. Yeah. Okay. To get an extra player. Right. The score. So it would be tied. Well, they fucking lose the puck. <laughs> and the admirals get it and like just a clean sweep to the goal to cinch it with like 20 seconds left to like four to two that's awesome <laughs> yeah i was like yeah fucking awesome yeah <laughs> it's so, a good first game that's good yeah so that was fun and then um i don't think i really did too much else i watched a lot of movies okay um trying to think of them all I, Most of them were shit. Well, at least on Tuesday, all three of them were, you know, Oh, like. God, Tuesday was an awful day for movies. <laughs> but the day before Monday, I watched um, Tales of Halloween, which is yeah. like this horror anthology, and it was fantastic. I only, I didn't, I might have hated one of them, but out of the 10 stories, there was only like two that were eh, and one I just really didn't like at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was definitely one I hated. I didn't care for the Neil Marshall one. But it wasn't surprise, the one I surprise. hated. Go back to listen to the podcast and no one's surprised that you didn't like the Neo Marshall one. Yeah. It really <laughs> wasn't good. It was about a killer pumpkin. But um, the the one I didn't like was like this weird western in, sub, in the suburbs. <laughs> it was just weird. That's really and weird. Stupid. It had like no point. <laughs> like it was just stupid. But the rest of them were cool. Um, God, what a, I watched another one that night that was really good. Um, oh, I don't remember. Um, I had also watched Cooties, which was really good. Yeah. But it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be because I think I, I really set myself up high for that one. Yeah. Um, How could you not with all the hype? Right. I, I from people we trust, like, you know, uh, Sean and, and Brad from the, the Screamcast, they really liked it a lot. Yeah. I mean, it was good. It was funny. 
there was this great Lord of the Rings reference hmm. to run out Elijah Wood that had me like rolling. <laughs> but um, it was it's fun. I watched um the Vatican tapes, which the seek. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it was good. And it's like this weird quasi sequel remake to The Devil Inside. <laughs> it, and you could just be like, um, you know, they didn't come out remotely near each other. Right. There's what, like a two year gap or a year and a half gap or something between releases. But, like, there's the same markings on. The, the girl, the, okay. the cuts, as they called it, and the devil inside. Hmm. Um, did you see Devil Inside? I have not, no. All right. So, Ash, did you see it? Mm, wait, is that the, the first one that you're talking about? What? There's the, only one. It, oh, devil Inside's not the sequel? I thought you said that was. No, he said the Vatican tape was like the sequel to Devil Inside. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I saw Devil Inside. That one oh. I did see. Okay, well. The ending from it, cause I don't want to ruin it for people, because God forbid. That's right. Um, something happens, and it's horrible and stupid, and it's the most absurd ending. Actually happens in this movie as well. Like, oh, wow. Exactly, except for it's daylight. <laughs> huh. Not night. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like, are you borrowing? Are you referencing? Like, I really think they had, like, written this film and, like, had paid for it. And then just, you know, Devil Inside flopped. <laughs> and they thought this would be like the sequel and then they just, they just fudged some things around but like it's like spot on like almost the same film but not but it feels like a sequel but it's not like it's weird did you have um, to do any research to see if there was any link and you the same writer same director anything no, like that nothing the same hmm, interesting it's just weird yeah. like it's just some weird movie it just kind of exists it wasn't horrible it wasn't good yeah, it's just kind of there in the background. Um, I watched I Spit on Your Grave three. Mm-hmm. It was awful. The director, like, I hate the director, so I'm not yeah. surprised. Yeah, it's a an asylum director is directing it, which isn't and... a problem. It's it's the asylum film that he directed. That's the problem. Five hundred <laughs> degrees below zero was fucking terrible. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> so basically, this is a sequel to the remake. Which I haven't seen the remake, but I've seen the sequel. I, I've seen I Spit on Your Grave 2. Okay. And I've seen the original. So this is a direct sequel of the I Spit on Your Grave remake. Hmm. And the okay, so if you haven't seen those films, it's basically rape exploitation. <laughs> yeah, rape and revenge. That, that's why we go. We want to see the raping, we want to see the boobies, and then we want to see people die. The revenge. This one flashbacks to the raping without any nudity, hmm. which is no bueno. Right. Um, it's n- So there's no raping. Someone dies, so she wants to get revenge on men because men are evil, filthy pigs. Amen. So she acts like a whore. And I, I don't mean she walks around dressed sluttily. I mean she lures men into alleyways and gets on her knees <laughs> and blows them. I mean... <laughs> They're sending the signal that can be misread, and then there's just doing something. But then, <laughs> so only two people are really killed, and the first one is that one. So okay. she's blowing him, she bit, bites off the tip of his penis, and then fillets his shaft. Hmm. Sounds unpleasant. Yeah. 
The other one involves a steel pipe up the butt. And that's it. Nothing else happens. Like, the whole film is ridiculous. And then the third act happens, <laughs> and, like, some weird twist ending of some sort. Like, it was just bizarre. It was just stupid. It was a terrible movie. Hmm. So I just ruined it, and I don't care because it was that bad. Um, what I'm going to write. I was going to get it today, but it was out at my red box, so I, I did not you, get I it. I thought you ordered it. No, I was going to, and then I didn't want to leave my house on Tuesday, so it never <laughs> happened. I'm lazy. Very, very lazy. Yeah. God, what was the other movie I watched that day? Oh, shit. What was it? It was three awful ones. Yeah. It was I Spent in Your Grave 3, and then... Then Vatican Tapes. tapes and then... Oh, shit. It was one. Yeah, there was one more. I mean, it's on my letterbox. I yeah, can I can't up, remember. But I don't care enough. And yeah. then I watched yesterday. It was yesterday. I watched Magic Magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. So basically... With, uh, Michael Sarah, right? Right. And I didn't realize it was him for like halfway through the film. Oh. Of course, I, I also thought I had loaded up Wan of the Dead. So I was really confused <laughs> for like the first 15 minutes. I'm like... <laughs> I don't see where this is going, <laughs> but oh, but to, to my credit, they're speaking in Spanish at the beginning of Magic oh, okay. Magic. Okay, and it's like a weird comedy, and they're like singing about penises and cunts in the car. Like it was weird, and I you know, maybe if I was high, I could have really gotten into that part. But mm-hmm. so basically, there's this shy, aloof girl who goes to like I think it's Argentina with like her female friend, some other chick, and two guys. I don't know if the one chick is a mom or not. She looks really old to be hanging out with these people, but Michael Sarah always looks kind of old, not like creepy yeah. Benjamin Button kind of way. <laughs> but um, he's, he's batshit crazy in this movie. Like, yeah. He's bizarre, that's... and I think that's why I didn't recognize him. He has like a weird haircut. He speaks with like some weird accent. And it's just weird. But basically, this girl, she's, you know, not mentally okay. She's a little off. Yeah. And they're kind of assholes to her. And so it just keeps, like, nitpicking at her. And then they decide to hypnotize her one night. Uh-oh. And um, it, it it's not the kind of film you're thinking. Yeah. But basically, it's it's watching a character completely self-destruct on the inside based on the actions of the people around her. So you just see her breaking as it goes down. Like she, she doesn't know like the, the conversation she was having was real. If they're just fucking with her, oh, like the one guy like tries to rape her, but you don't know. And she doesn't know. And he doesn't know if someone was giving like wrong signals, like the way it's just filmed is just crazy. But um, now, is that on Netflix? No. Damn. And, and my copy like my sound fucked up. So I had uh-huh. no sound for like the last like 40 minutes. Hmm. So I had to watch it with subtitles. <laughs> that's like, <sucks>. that's weird. <laughs> I need to rent that one now. Sounds interesting as hell. It used to be in the red box, but it's not. And like you either love it or hate it. Yeah. Judging by like what was said online. I actually may have a copy of that. Now that I think about it. I think you do. It was interesting. I, I do too. Um, yeah, that was good i don't think i i watched anything else um i i was jonesing for a japanese rpg right and but like a japanese action rpg is what you said well it didn't have to be actiony but i didn't i wasn't really feeling turn-based and i was you know i get picky 
But mm-hmm. something like Secret of Mana like would be cool. But um, so I had pre-ordered the collector's edition of Tales of Zespheria. Okay, no idea and how that is, but there was there was some issue, and they needed me to fix like information on my account. So I did that on like Thursday uh-huh. last week. Now the game comes out came out Tuesday, so come Wednesday it still hasn't shipped. And I had gotten a message from them on Friday saying they would get back to me within 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. Well, it still hadn't shipped (laughs) by Wednesday. So I canceled it. And then today they sent me an email saying, oh, we're here to reply to your thing, but it looks like you canceled. Okay, bye. And I'm like, you're (laughs) fucking kidding? Like, it was seven days. It took you seven days. Not 24 to 48 hours, but seven days. But, I mean, I I was on the fence because... Well, I have the other ones that are like the collector's editions, and they're very well made, and I like those games. Usually they can be hit or miss, mm-hmm. but um, I wanted this one because it's a cool steel book has an, um, and an art book, and like uh, um, the anime's on there, and the soundtrack, so you got a lot, mm-hmm. but they wanted $150. Well, it's 130 and then I went with GameStop because they had exclusive DLC, and then it's $10 in tax. And then $10 to ship it. Jeez. First of all, GameStop, why the fuck don't you offer free fucking shipping if it's over $100 fucking dollars? Yeah, that's crazy. Like, so it would have cost me like $150 for a game. Wow. So like $90 extra dollars hmm. to have the, the bonus stuff. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like it was some big statue. It came with like four little figures. It wasn't even, <laughs> like I think the other one was like 100 bucks, And it came with like this giant statue, a steelbook, an art book, a soundtrack. And a watch replica. That was what came in the last one for like 50 bucks less. So, okay. So just crazy. But hmm. um, I ended up getting um, Dragon Quest Heroes, which is Dragon Quest characters in a Dynasty Warrior setting. So okay. It's, it's like the Zelda one. I don't, I don't know what it's called. That came out on the Wii U. No idea. Nah. I, don't, um, I didn't follow the Wii U at all. Yeah. But it's fun. It's kind of like mindless button mashing thing. Die, but with like enough of the, you know, RPG stuff to mm-hmm. be entertained. That's good. So there's that. I read a uh, Spooksville book that I had gotten like a month ago. The hell Spooksville? It's a Christopher Pike series. It came out around oh. the same time as Goosebumps. Oh, but okay. It's, it's an actual, like, full-on plot. This kid oh, moves to this town, Springville. Springville. Oh, the TV, the show that was on Netflix that you talked yes, about. Yes. Okay, I know what you're talking about. So there was like five books I've never read, uh-huh. which means I never own them. So I had ordered like two of them because they were like dirt cheap. One of them is not dirt cheap that I need. It's like $25. So I'm like, fuck that. I'm not paying that for a 110 page book. Yeah, it's great. But the book kind of sucked. It wasn't very good. Oh. So. Huh. Basically, the one girl gets sucked through. Well, she's in her bedroom, and like some weird light comes on in her closet, and like some like demon pulls her into the closet, and it sucks her into this other dimension. <laughs> so they figure out that it's because she was fearing something being in the closet that it manifested this creature. So there was this other kid from another book, and they go to his house, and they know he's like a big scaredy cat. So they uh-huh. give him the details of what had happened because she had called. What had happened like, was. Right. So then he starts like 
obviously he instantly manifests this thing and they hop through and they enter in this other world and it, it sounds better as I say it than it was. <laughs> yeah. It really wasn't very good. Because yeah. it quickly wrapped up and it was like, hey, we're back and it's over. <laughs> it wasn't even that. It was like literally like they got back to the room. Yeah. And it ended. There was, was like no, a, there was like a sentence. Yeah. Basically, yeah. there was no like real conclusion. It was just like, and we're done. Hmm. And um, oh, we didn't do trivia last night because it was no. back to the future day. So it's going to be back to the future trivia. So we ended up going to um, um, one of those like haunted house things. Oh, okay. So this had like a corn maze, like a village setting mm-hmm. of like zombies, and then a haunted hayride. So we started with like the corn maze the first time, mm-hmm. and it was fun. It wasn't like super scary. It had some cool little moments, and then we're like, eh, whatever. And then we went to the the village of the dead one. And we had this dude brought like his eight kids with him. <laughs> and the one kid would not shut the fuck up. Uh oh. He's one of those, I'm nervous, I'm just going to keep talking mm-hmm. for the next 20 minutes behind <laughs> you. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I hope they just scare you so you die. <laughs> I'm sick of hearing you. So that one was a oh. dud. It was a dud. Like he just killed it. And then we did the haunted hayride. And we sat in the very back. Yeah, and that was cool. Except for this one little twat. She was made. We'll pretend she's eighteen. Uh huh. But she's there. Now the rules are no cell phones at all. Do not pull it out, or they will like take it and throw it, and then you'll never <laughs> see it again. Gotcha. Like that's how serious they are. Yeah. Well, she's hopping from beside me to the other thing. And then she's flirting with every, like, actor that comes at the hayride. Jeez. And then she's on her phone. And I'm like, yeah. I'm going to fucking just kill you. I hope someone does kill you. <laughs> so then we're like, well, we're still here. And we still have, like, plenty of time. So we went back through. And for the corn <laughs> maze, Jeff ended up in front. Okay. So he's leading the pack. <laughs> this one guy, like creeps up like jeff had turned to say something to me and the guy like jumped out at him and scared him <laughs> uh-huh which was great and so i was laughing <laughs> but then the guy like the guy circled around him <laughs> oh boy <laughs> so, as he's still like recovering the guy had just circled right back around him <laughs> and jumped out in front of him as he's still standing in the same spot. <laughs> <laughs> got him again. That's beautiful. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, but God. then he did it like a third time. <laughs> <laughs> he started like stalking him through the corner. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh. God, it's bringing tears to my eyes. <laughs> so it, it was, oh, it was beautiful. It was like the best thing ever. <laughs> and then we went back to the village of the damn thing, mm-hmm. or dead. And it was weird. Like the first time we went through, even though Motormouth was with us, <laughs> they did like these weird like play acts where like someone would step out and they'd tell like the story, oh. and then you'd move on. Mm-hmm. But the second time, none of that happened. They just. Cut that all out. It was just weird. Hmm. Um, 
But it wasn't that good because like nothing happened. It was kind of like everyone was on their break. Um. Hmm. And then we did the haunted hayride, you know, a second time. <laughs> yeah. And we positioned ourselves in the second cart, but like my back towards it. And it was it was pretty good. There was this big girl like straddling the um bale of hay. Mm-hmm. And she she shifted over to sit right beside me, and the one guy like jumped behind her, freaked out, and like turned and like fell on top of Jeff. <laughs> the guy like crawls into the thing and she's like oh my god oh my god then it was cool because it was like you're in a bayou and it was like a freak show themed bayou oh okay so you enter like this barn and like this guy comes out and he's like speaking and the lights go off and like suddenly like the lights are just flashing and like heavy metal music is blaring and they're crawling <laughs> all over like all the things but right after that someone comes out with a chainsaw oh and he sticks it because obviously they have the guard on, mm-hmm. so it won't kill anyone, right? But he sticks it into the like right above the bale beside this girl. Hmm. She fucking flips shit, <laughs> lands on her back in the middle of the thing, <laughs> screaming. Oh, oh it was fantastic! <laughs> that That's was awesome. Fun. Like, did you pay one price for admission, and then you can go as much as you wanted, or what? Well, he he got a Groupon. Oh. Normally it was like twenty five dollars. Yeah, and it was like twenty five total That's for both cool. of us, That's and cool. it was like unlimited, like visits to like the three attractions that were there. That's cool. So it'd be kind of like if you went to I don't know if there's amusement parks by you, but if you went to like Cedar Point, yeah, if you went there during their Halloween thing, like you can yep. hit all of them. Well, you can't because the lines are probably mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Because this was a Wednesday, it wasn't too bad, but. Sorry. That yeah. was fun. And that's about it. I've been watching my TV shows. Um, I was watching Todrick. It's over finally, thank God, because that sucked. What was it called? Todrick. It was on MTV. Never heard um, of it. He does the... Well, he was on American Idol, and then he did, he got, like, fifth place. Never heard but of it. But then he does these um, elaborate music videos on YouTube. Mm. And um, MTV gave him a show where... He has to make a video each week. Yeah. They don't fund him, so he has to figure out how to make this video. So it's like the process, but it's the same process every time. His his gaggle of gays and his fag hags are like, oh my god, it's <laughs> gaggle the of gays ever. <laughs> they say that every time. <laughs> and then they realize they only have like six dollars to their names. Yeah. So they have to call in favors. And then they do the favors, and then they have the most magical, amazing video ever. Hmm. Which the last one was awful, so I don't know. But I'm like, whatever, it won't be back for a second season because yeah. it was pretty terrible. Um, but Scream Queens is fucking amazing. Yeah. Just hysterical. The one chick, because there's this like Asian lesbian. And there's this girl that wears these earmuffs all the time. And we finally found out why she wears the earmuffs. But, like, they have, like, this weird flirting thing going on. Uh-huh. So they, this week they decided to have a slumber party. Because <laughs> they picked the new successor of the sorority. I don't want to spoil, like, who or what. Mm-hmm. So they decided to have a slumber party. And she's like, we need to have spin the bottle. And the other girl is like, there are only girls here. We are doing spin the bottle. <laughs> so, like, something happens and 
they're like in the bathroom together and she's it, she says something to the the Asian girl says something about like tickling her I don't know her vagina or something mm-hmm. and it was the most hysterical thing I was like in tears laughing <laughs> but like three people died this episode wow <laughs> like it was crazy like I don't even remember how they all died someone got oh someone got their head cut off someone got like 40 nails to the head with a nail gun wow i don't remember how the other one died but it was crazy but basically they've established well we we as viewers know there's two killers like we know who two killers are oh okay but i think there's a third oh like and i like that they're telling us because there's something there's a big picture and we're only like halfway through it Mm -hmm. but i can't figure out the way it's all set up is because of the ones you know who are the killers, like it makes sense that they're able to do it. Yeah. But you it also means you can't figure out who the possible third person is if there is one. Okay. Like it, it's just crazy. Hmm. And then I've been suffering through American Horror Story and that's just re- it, it so last night was the third episode and they've all run well over their hour like normal TV episode mark. Mm-hmm. So they've actually have aired enough content for five episodes. Holy shit. So technically, <laughs> they're like at the halfway point of wow. a normal season of American Horror Story. That's insane. And still, nothing has happened. Nothing <laughs> makes sense. There it is. <laughs> nothing at all. It's just crazy pants. You could have a drinking game, but whenever Chris says nothing happens, you got to take a shot. <laughs> Sounds like a great game. <laughs> I think our listeners would be dead. <laughs> yes. But no, really, nothing oh. happened at all. Fun. It's really like some weird whole <laughs> music video. It's awful. Oh, sorry. Wow. I did. Oh. I'm on my third drink and I don't drink and so I'm feeling that and then that was just hilarious what Ash said and <laughs> things are hitting me right. I can't help. Yeah. I bet you <laughs> cried during one of these episodes, didn't you? No, I did not. You didn't cry at nope. the end of this first one? No, I wanted to. I was happy, but I didn't. So is that your week? I think so. I think that was you everything. More shit into a week than I do in a fucking month. It's amazing. It's very busy. I know. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I work. I know. Exactly. And you're a full-time employee. Blows my mind. Whew. We've just tapped over hour one. So I'll keep mine short. I didn't really do too terribly much. I, uh, I, I'm entering my video game phase again, apparently. And so I went, uh, I was watching Metal, Metal Rock Jesus or Metal Jesus Rock or something on YouTube. And he had a bunch of uh, like hidden gem videos for video. He's a video game YouTuber. And uh, I really like his videos. He seems like a really just like really cool guy. And uh, so I watched some of his, you know, hidden gems and best of videos for like the PS2, PS3, Xbox 360, original Xbox. Uh, And so I made some purchases on the Xbox 360, a couple of cheap games. Uh, I'm not going to highlight everything I bought because I bought a lot. But I got the Red Dead Redemption Game of the Year Edition. I got Fallout 3 Game of the Year Edition. I got uh, Blur, which is an awesomely underrated racing game. It's like Mario Kart for adults. It's it's fantastic. That's actually the only one I've I've sat down and played and uh, so far, and I love it. 
I actually owned that one when it first came out, but I never really got it. I never really uh, sat down and, and played it too much. And then I got rid of it, which I was, you know, regretting now. But I'm glad I got it back. That was the most expensive one I bought, actually. But it was worth it uh, just because it's a little harder to find. And I got my Camaro in it, which just makes me happy. I can drive around in my Camaro like I do in the real world. So <laughs> bonus points. Uh, and then I bought... What else? I don't know. A bunch of other, like James Bond, one of the James Bond games that was you know, in his underrated or in his hidden gems video. But anyway, I, I picked up today. I went to Best Buy, and Amazon has had the rare replay for Xbox One on sale for nineteen ninety nine for about a week or so. And so I was like, you know, I need to go into Best Buy and see if they'll price match it, and they did. And so I got rare replay today for nine ninety nine. That's actually or nineteen ninety nine. That's installing on my Xbox One right now. So I'm pretty happy about that because it's thirty games from Rare. Um, and a lot of them are games I have played in the past and really like, so I'm excited about that one. I did not do any movie purchasing this week. It was strictly video games, and that's about it. I really can't think of what else I did, so that'll that'll wrap up this this week's <laughs> segment for me, I guess. I don't really care to think of anything else I did. But before we he- move on, I want to ask this question. Chris, I asked you already. Uh, via text message, Ash, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out here, and uh, let's just let you wing it. So, in your opinion, what is one? This is two parter. One, what is your favorite generation of video games? And two, what do you think is the best generation of video games? Now, they can be the same, they can be different. It doesn't matter. Just what, what one? What's your favorite? And two, what do you think is the best generation of video games? Um, honestly, I'm going to have to go with, um, probably my favorite would be the PS2 era because I had a shit ton of, I still have a shit ton of PS2 games. I've got over 55 of them. Um, like, uh, that's what I that think. Yeah. Um, that, I think that would just have to be my favorite just because there was such a variety. I mean, there was a lot of RPGs I've got, I've got platformers, I've got combat, I've got Battlefront games. I mean, it's just Metal Gear Solid. Uh, got a couple really you know, you had a release there. I think. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah, yeah, it did. Uh, yeah. Two and um, three. Yeah, uh, there was a couple of them there, and you know, it that was probably my favorite as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. Um. So, what was the second question? <laughs> what do you think is the best generation of video games? See, I I started off. I got into in, into PC gaming, um, so it kind of blends. I don't know that there's necessarily a best. It depends on it depends on my mood. Um, because yeah. if I'm if I'm looking for something new, obviously I've got my PS4. I can pop my PC. Um, but if I'm looking for a specific game, I, I have to I have to hunt around a little bit. Um, hmm. Um. See, I didn't have an S. I loved the Genesis, but I didn't have one. I loved the. Uh, well, we did have a Genesis later, but I didn't have one when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I did love some of the RPGs on that. And I, I don't think I have necessarily. And I don't think one generation is better than the other. Really, I think okay. they, they offer different things. Uh, I, I'm. I, I love the new games that we were getting. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, because a lot of my a lot of my stuff had alternated too. Like between the PS2 and the PS3, I had I went back to my computer for a while, and then I went back to the PS3 for a while. 
um, for most of it. And I'm on PS4. My PC gaming is kind of sputtering along here and there as my my laptop slowly ages out. Right. But, but yeah, so I, I don't necessarily think one generation is better than the other. Okay. And, and Chris, uh, same question. Um, well, mine has the same answer. Yeah. Well, not his answer, but my, my two answers are the same. <laughs> um, so for me, like my favorite generation is the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Only because you got like awesome stuff like the Mega Man X trilogy, Super Mario World, um, all the JRPGs, um, Donkey Kong Country, just all of the great stuff was there yeah. that I loved. The, the reason it's also the best generation is because it, it had all those things, you know, or wait, is that what I said before? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said that for both in yeah. our text. Yeah. Yep. But I also really enjoyed the PlayStation one. Yeah. But um, I think the Super Nintendo was like the best generation because yeah. it, it just offered so many classics mm-hmm. that still hold up today. Right. So. Yeah, I think. I mean, my f- my favorite era has to be the the PS2 and Xbox era. I owned both, and I loved both. Um, I think the reason it was my favorite era is because I was, you know, it was the first system that I actually bought on my own. The other systems I, w- I was gifted, and I I say bought on my own, but my parents helped with the PS2 a significant amount. But I was I bought the Xbox for myself. Um, but I had a lot of time to game because I was in high school, you know. And so, I mean. The amount of time I spent when Grand Theft Auto 3 came out was, I mean, I can't even possibly calculate how many hours I spent on that. I'm not an RPG gamer very much, so those didn't really appeal to me too much. Um, But, I mean, sports games were my thing. And some of the greatest sports games to come out are, you know, Madden 2005, NFL 2K5. um, Madden 2004 was excellent. NCAA Football 2004 is one of the best college football games. Um, you know, NHL 2K5. I mean, that that era of games because it was you know 2K5 series is when it's kind of developers know how to how to use these systems at that point, and uh, they just released some excellent games. And I'm a huge sports gamer, always have been, all the way from the days of Techno Techno Super Bowl. And so that's you know one of the main reasons why um, that Grand Theft Auto, um, the first person shooters. I really got into uh, Rainbow Six on uh, Xbox. I think Rainbow Six was the no. Rainbow Six was the first Xbox game I had that I had Xbox Live. That I the reason I got Xbox Live was one of the Rainbow Rainbow Six games. Um, yeah, and then PS2 SOCOM. I remember when SOCOM came out? I mean, just being able to play against other people online was just awesome to me. I remember you know having to move my PS2 down to my computer room and hook it up to that TV in order to actually use it. And just wires fucking everywhere look terrible. My parents were always annoyed, but, uh, you know, talking to people for the first time over that was just, uh, you know, such a thing to me. And so just those games uh, really are what got me hooked. You know, Halo, love those as well on the PS2 and Xbox. Era. So I think that's my favorite. Um, and then for the the best era, it's so hard to say, but I think just the the stride like the NES is just so important in how it you know essentially saved video games at the time after the crash but the SNES era and Genesis era brought about the um, you know such in TurboGrafx 16 was in that same era just brought about so much competition um, that really uh, I think thrived and so that's probably I would say the you know the SNES that era 16 bit era is probably the the best though with a a huge nod to the NES 8 bit era but 
that's my thought on. I don't know. I just was because I was getting into video, watching a lot of video you, video game YouTube shit lately. It just struck me, and so I wanted to ask. I thought it'd be something fun to talk about. But so I have a question for you both. It, it relies, or yeah, it falls in line with all this. What is a good video game podcast? You guys listen to any? Because I mean, I listen to a couple horror ones, and like I can, I asked on Twitter, and all I got back was more horror. Yeah. I mean, I can I mean, only hear like so much horror in a day. <laughs> so, uh, Dyer, uh, sorry, uh, Dire Game Fan has yeah. one actually. Um, um, I the last time that they recorded it that I could actually be on it was back when Mass Effect Three came out. But um, they're they they cover all sorts of different stuff all over the place. Yeah, um, I'll I'll second that. Like the only video game podcast I think I've listened to is the diehard game you know sean madsen and uh i can't remember the other guy's name but um he does he does a great job with it and that's that's really the only one i listen to and honestly i don't listen to it too terribly much just because what if i'm listening to a podcast it's normally going to be a a horror movie podcast so and which of those do you listen to uh the screamcast and um i some uh, aside from horror pocket i sometimes listen to the um now playing podcast which does a kind of like does a series of movies, one movie at a time. Um, what else? The No Totally podcast. I started listening to a little bit. They're uh, pretty funny. They're pretty good to listen to. Uh, and then the Killer POV is another one that's just excellent. I've only listened to a couple episodes, but both of them have been pretty incredible. Filled with really smart horror uh, people. They're they're actually directors, writers, fans, everything. You know, they do it all. They're in the LA area, if I remember right. But I, I listen to I listen to the Screamcast, mm-hmm. which I was listening to their Fantastic Fest mm-hmm. episode. So that was so I was at work, and I get tired of music, so I threw that on. Yeah, and then I also I don't really listen to it, but I listen to the Movie Crypt, which is a uh, Jesus Joe. I think it's Lynch, Joe Lynch, okay, and Adam Green. Mm-hmm. So they do that one, and I just finished listening to. <laughs> The Holliston reunion episode they did <laughs> last December. Okay. So it only took me a year to finish it. Right. <laughs> right. You know. But, um, <laughs> that's about it, though. But if I mean, you, if Screamcast you, is like two and a half hours long. So I mean. Yeah, it's a long one. Oh, yeah. If you like um, really long podcasts that like to just bullshit about virtually anything that comes across their head uh the killer reviews podcast yeah some people can complain about um the main guy's voice a little bit but i mean i i I don't mind it at all i i haven't listened to it honestly i haven't listened to it in a few years now but i was listening to it pretty hardcore when i was um in it was back in grad school i was working as like a a janitor or not yeah janitor basically over the summer one year and at a summer camp and I used to listen to it nonstop and they're really long, but they're sounds like a horror film. Right I know. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're really funny. If you, you have to, I, you have to like the people, but if you don't like the guys, then you're not going to like the show. This is one of those type of things, but they're, they're definitely diehard, you know, horror fans that know what they're talking about. If you could describe the guy's voice, cause you said it's annoying. Like, I don't think it's annoying, but other people, it's just, it's a higher pitched voice, which higher than mine, which is <laughs> unusual. Um, and he has like, uh, an accent. I think he's from the East, like, uh, like, I, I don't know. He's from like Jersey or something. Boston. Not Jersey. I don't know. Something along that line. So he has a little bit of an accent. So he has um, like a high pitched. But, 
Okay. I don't know because I, I tried listening to a uh, fiddle cub. He used to write for GameSpot and he doesn't do that anymore. And he started a podcast with like two other guys. And it was like listening to a room full of unicorns and rainbows. <laughs> and I just couldn't do it. I was like, this is just, there's just too much gay all at once. And I just couldn't <laughs> focus on anything. It was just like, oh. Uh, we we have a guy that works in the Starbucks at work, <laughs> and like he just speaks, and you can just envision like unicorns prancing through <laughs> the lobby. It's like oh, just, uh, just the other I one. Did you say it, it on the Cemetery Gates podcast? Oh yeah, I did listen to them once in a while. Yeah, I like that. I, I try to listen to them in the new episodes. I want. I, I just. Uh, I love. I just like Xander Kane as a person, from what I know of him on Twitter, and so that's why I like listening to his podcast. And he hasn't been tweeting too much lately, has he? Right, he hasn't. I haven't seen him too terribly much yeah. recently. But someone I else think... I don't see too often either. I don't remember who though. But yeah, yeah. I remember they were um, on one of the last podcasts I listened to. They were talking about doing a um, like a, a special for for the Halloween season in terms of. Um, viewing like a viewing party of sorts near where they live, so he, they might be they might just be tied up with that uh, and work and everything. He started back at school, which has mm. been he, well. He said on the last podcast, let's do that was kicking his ass pretty much, and so they uh, have been their recording schedule has kind of been sporadic, but so that's probably has something to do with it. I, I know they had one because I follow him on Facebook. I follow the Cemetery <laughs> Gate, so. It actually pushes through notifications. Oh, that's good. Whenever they post something, but I don't remember what they post. Okay. Just because it pushes doesn't mean I read it. Right, exactly. And now my Twitter has decided it's going to stop pushing my notifications through, so I don't see... Like, it doesn't even have, like, the little number on my home screen that I have, like, four unread, you know, messages or DMs or whatever you want to... Replies. So, oh, like, I have so to you load are it. ignoring me, then. No, it's, <laughs> nothing just comes through. Like, it's just stupid. I'm just like, I don't get it. Like, ever since the stupid phone updated the iOS 9, it's just, like, ridiculous. I went for a, like, seven-mile jog yesterday, and, like, my phone used 60% of the battery. And the only thing I had running was music. <laughs> That's obnoxious. Yeah, I'm just like, what the fuck? How do you use six? And that was with the battery preservation option on <laughs> so it probably would have just died right in 90 minutes <laughs> man we should have saved all this for the next episode or for the next podcast next week just because there's only one episode on next week's podcast <laughs> but i bet <laughs> so much will happen though we'll see all right so without for anything else no no I'm without good. further ado Let's jump into the reason we are here to review episode 10 and 11 of Sense8. So episode 10, entitled What is Human? Directed by the Wachowskis. All right. So we get like the whole gang there in, in Wolfgang's world. Oh, I'm like hiccuping and it's annoying and burping. So excuse me. That, that, see, you're a man now. You've, <laughs> you've earned your man card. <laughs> oh, so we get everyone walking through Wolfgang's. We're at, they're at the Holocaust Museum. I was right about that being the Holocaust Museum that we talked about before. And uh, uh, and then Will and, and and Wolfgang are kind of the first to, to talk. They have a little short discussion. And then we get Will in Chicago and Jonas appears. Um, and then 
whenever whenever Jonas and Will are together, you know something confusing is about to be said, and that's pretty much this this entire conversation. Um, so Ash, that's what Ash is here for to kind of clear things up with them. And so we'll talk about that in a second. I'll let Ash kind of explain if you if you know kind of what they were talking about uh, more than more than I do. But uh, in between here, we get son. She's at the prison uh, and her lawyer comes in and we find out that her dad has done everything that he said he was going to do. Um, And all she has to do is sign this document and basically she'll be out in less than a week, most likely. Um, But it's pretty clear that she's unsure of what she's going to do. Um, and she asks about her brother and what's going to happen to him. And he says, well, you know, you were the courts were lenient with you because you turned yourself in. They're going to make an example of him as they should. Um, and then we go back to the um, she like pops up in the mausoleum or in the mausoleum in the Holocaust Museum for a second. And then she pops back into the prison and she signs the document. So, yay. Um, and then Wolfgang's cousin comes and, and visits at the hospital. And so. Basically, what he he does here is just threatens them to give them the diamonds, saying that, you know, I have friends and basically I can make him die by giving him the wrong medicine. All I have to do is is tell them to do it and it'll happen. Um, But he says, if you get the diamonds back, then they'll all live happily ever after. Uh, So then then, then Will and Jonas are talking again and we find out it's Independence Day in uh, in Chicago in America. Um, And then we get Kala and her father talking. And she kind of admits this whole thing to her dad about the fact that she's confused about the wedding, which he already knows, and find out that the, um, you know, she tells him about her fiance's father basically saying that, you know, he didn't want her to marry his son. And so then he goes on this long thing. It's like, well, if you tell him, then, you know, you're possibly ruining your marriage and you could have a, a, a very happy marriage. But if you don't tell him, then it could be a marriage built on lies. So it's a very difficult decision, but he says, you know, I know you've already got the right answer inside you. Something along those lines. Um, and this is um, Will and, and Jonas again. Um, do either of you guys have anything to add to the Will and Jonas conversation at this point? Like wh- just, can you talk about what they were talking about a little bit better than I can or I don't even remember what they were talking about. What about you, Ash? Any ideas? Was it the Fourth of July one? Hmm? Where the conversation where they were talking? Um, yeah. It, they were just basically going more into the like the sensates and how things worked and yeah and, and stuff like that. And I got the impression, even now, just because I kept seeing Whisper in the background, uh, is Whisper's manipulating Jonas out the ass to try to get them to do what he wants. Right. Um, that was my impression of that. And even though I mean, he is giving them stuff that they can use, mm-hmm. but it, it, it's, you know, they're being manipulated basically. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I, I got as well. So, all right. So let me get Caffius and Kala. They're visiting each other and uh, she compliments his new large, you know, 42 inch television. Um, and she says, you know, why is, you, you, I, she, I can't remember where she said she was at, but she was somewhere, and they didn't Bombay. have a bed, but they had a big TV. What'd you say? It's like Bombay or okay, yeah, somewhere in India. Them. And um, she's like, you know, why is that? Why is the TV more important? And and Kafia says, no, not or he says something along the lines of, no, not more important, but equally important because the um, bed keeps you here, but the uh, but the TV takes you out. And I thought that was really cool. Um, and then she asks if Lionheart has dancing in it, which I thought was really funny just because of the Bollywood connection there. 
Um, so then we get uh, Wolfgang. He's melting down the ice where he hid the diamonds. Uh, Caffius and Kala are watching Lionheart together. Um, and then Jonas is talking again. He basically, you know, he says that, that the sensates have been there since the beginning. And he suggests that there are, you know, they're simply just another type of human. Um, and he gives this kind of this definition of human because Will says, you know, uh, you know, are basically asks, are we human? And gives a good definition. And he's saying, you know, if if that's what the definition is, if that's what a human is, then we're more human than than humans themselves. Um, and then, uh, oh, okay, I missed a word when I was writing my notes, so I missed up. But Will asks him. They're talking about secrets, and Will asks him, you know, do you have a secret, Jonas? And Jonas says, well, you're a good cop. Um, and obviously, you know, we 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 come to find out that Jonas does have a secret. But Jonas tells him that they're going to try to use Jonas to get at uh, Will's, you know, a band of sensates, basically. And he warns Will to never look whispers in the eye again. And uh, Will says that that's why Angelica killed herself to protect all of them. And then we get uh, Wolfgang. He meets up with his cousin. Um, in this secluded area. And this scene was just, I fucking loved this scene. So basically what happens is it all goes down. Uh, Wolfgang starts, uh, you know, they start fighting or he starts getting his ass kicked. He grabs a gun. They drive away. He shoots his fucking car. Uh, Wolfgang shoots his cousin's car with a, like a PPG, right? Is that what those are called? Yeah. And uh, RPG, PPG. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so thoughts on this scene? I thought this was fucking awesome. Uh, Ash, what were your thoughts on this scene? Uh, I loved it. Yeah. Um, I liked. Uh, I actually liked how they incorporated um, Leto into it. Me too. Um, and the reasoning behind it, um, just because I think didn't we establish earlier that Wolfgang is a terrible liar too, or was that one of the other ones? Ah, uh, I honestly don't recall. I don't know. I don't remember who it would have been if it wasn't him, but I don't remember at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and he mentioned in the scene too, that he couldn't lie. So I love that right. they got Leto to slide yeah. in to do it for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I had the same reaction at the end of it that Leto did. That was fantastic. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Fucking love that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I just, I mean, how, how just what a perfect fit. Uh, very, very cool choice. I really liked it. Uh, and what about you, Chris? What were your thoughts on that scene? Oh, you know, I hated it. Obviously, I knew. That's why I went to you last. That the st- oh, I hate the fact. Mm. The whole acting thing is just the most retarded ability. It, it's just unbelievable. Well, it was. Yeah, he had not everybody can to act. I mean, we've yeah. watched the Supreme TV show. Not everybody right. can fucking act. And it's it had the ability to lie. Where Wolfgang, what lie well, where Wolfgang did not. Yeah. Yeah. It was filling a need. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. I just hated it. I was like, ugh, so stupid. Oh. It was stupid. I feel, I feel disappointed. Thank but not God surprised. he didn't show up in the next episode. <laughs> that, that made me so happy. Um, and the line I love here at the end is Wolfgang says, sometimes when you make a mistake, you have two choices. You live with it or you fix it. And it's just perfect because obviously it's going to lead into the next area with Leto and he's going to to fix his mistakes. And I was just ecstatic. Could not wait to watch that go down. Um, we get Will walking down the street. He sees Riley. They have a conversation about whether they can trust Jonas or not. And then they start making out. 
which I really like them two together. I think they just make a great, they have a lot of chemistry on screen, which I really enjoy. Chris, what do you think about them? I don't, I don't mind them. Okay, good. See, I was just trying to get something semi-positive. See, I was glad see, I did. <laughs> I like Riley, but yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Okay, so we get Leto. <laughs> we get Leto, and he's going back to the bar where he was an asshole to the um, bartender. You call them that's where, the one he called a, a quote-unquote fag in the last. I don't know if it was the last episode, or two episodes ago. It was last episode. Okay, um, and so he asked for you know tequila shots, and he gets two, and then he gets four, and then he, you know, the bartender apologizes. He's like, no need to apologize, and he pulls him in. <laughs> I loved it, and he's like, you know, you're. He kisses him, and he says, you know, I, those were from, it was a stolen kiss, because these lips belong to another, and he says that his offer to do dirty things to him in the bathroom was effective. I love that. <laughs> it's so funny. And then he just leaves the bar, and he's he's a new man. He's ready to go about his business, and I thought that was really cool. Um, Ash, what did you think of that scene? I love the the expression on the bartender's face when he was <laughs> leaving. Know. That was great. Uh, oh. it's, it just it just they build him up to be such a, a romantic and such a lover. Like it's just man, and, and every actor he he kisses or talks to does such a great job of reacting to him that that just is built up in my mind that he's just the best. You know, I I, I love that. Yeah, Chris, did you have any thoughts on that scene? <laughs> no, I I, okay. I basically just tune out. I see Lido, oh. and I'm just like. I don't care. I don't know how you do that. I just, I don't get it. But okay. Riley, uh, she's with her dad and a group of friends and they're smoking. And she's like, oh, it's like 1985. You're standing around in your tuxedo smoking a, smoking marijuana. And then she pulls out a bag of ecstasy and they all take some. Um, and then we get Will and his dad. Will meets his dad up at the boat and they're going to cook, you know, cook bratwurst or whatever, sausage, whatever it was. And I didn't expect that at all. Uh, I didn't expect there to be that. I don't know. I just didn't expect his father to to have that type of reaction. But he was, you know, you know, give me a hug, give me a kiss. You know, he was just very happy to see him. Uh, I thought that was really cool because I feel like, you know, the rest of the time we've seen his father has just been a drunken mess. So I thought that was different, and I thought that was interesting. Ah, uh, and then what's next? The return of the goddess Daniela. Thank God for that. So. This scene was just awesome. It was so awesome because they film it as if it's one of his, um, you know, his Spanish films that he's been filming throughout the rest of the series. Yes, that was exactly the same thing I thought. Yep. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're filming it like one of his movies. <laughs> so good. So good. So Ash and I, Ash and I geeked out. Chris was like, ah, right. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh you know what i was staring at my phone praying that the update would hurry up because i couldn't use it i was like oh oh man watch this pay attention <laughs> nothing else is working so daniela is all black and blue she's clearly been beaten up by the asshole whose name i can't remember i just call him the asshole um and then he threatens Lido with the pictures but Lido's like i don't care you know it's not about the picture i don't care about the pictures and then Leto threatens him, and this is just hilarious. He's th- he's threatening him, and he's like, you know, this can end the this go the easy way or the hard way. And then just one punch, and Leto is like, oh shit, shit just got real. And I thought it was hilarious. He's like, please not the face, please not the face. And uh, so anyway, he's just getting his ass kicked because he can he can you know work his magic in movies, but 
he can't really fight. He's not a fighter. That's not who he is. And so Wolfgang shows up. Obviously, Wolf um, Leto showed up to help him earlier in the episode. So Wolfgang showing up to help him here. You know, he's like fighting. Fighting's easy. It's what I do. And obviously, Leto earlier said, you know, lying's easy. It's what I do. And so I thought that was awesome because he just gets punched and just turns back to him. And he's like, that's all you got. And he just keeps going. And then one fucking uppercut and the asshole goes down. So cool. Um, any other Don't thoughts on that? Do you think it should have been Sun since she's the fighter of our group? No, because. No, it doesn't matter. He needed it. Because Leto. <laughs> And Wolfgang had this connection from earlier that they were clearly playing on. And Wolfgang's a fighter, too. That was established by in the last couple episodes where they're looking back to his childhood. He was stood up for Felix. So clearly he's a fighter, too. Yeah, he's a good fighters. Well, Wolfgang's a good street brawler. Yeah. Her son is very elegant Mm -hmm. and uh, kind of like has that has the whole, you know, I can kick your ass and look good doing it. Wolfgang's right. just, I'm going to beat your ass type yeah. of guy. Definitely. Agree wholeheartedly. You guys are your circle jerk over the fingers. All right. So we get Will and his dad out on Lake Michigan. They're open looking at the city at night, which is a beautiful shot. Even though some of it was done in green screen. I could tell. Or at least it looked that way at one point, at a couple points. But, um... And his dad's just sharing how much he loves this night. It's just, it's just perfect. He's there with his son, got drinks and food and the fireworks. It's his favorite holiday, yada, yada, yada. And then he tells a story about how he didn't think he could be a cop because you know, he told his dad he wanted to be one. And he, his dad basically just didn't uh, believe him or didn't think it was possible. And then he tells Will that the day you told me you wanted to be a cop was, was the proudest damn day of my life. That's what he says. And I thought that was awesome. Um, Unfortunately, he'd been suspended. Right. Tell his dad that. Mm. No, no, he did not. Yeah. Um, and then they watch the fireworks show in Omni. Oh, oh, yeah, the fireworks show. So the the fireworks display is going off, and then we have Will uh, there with, and then like Sun appears and Kathy appears, and they're all talking about you know the, the fireworks, and then inner, uh, you know, kind of uh, put in between these, but going back and forth, we have Amanita and Nomi having sex. Which is always a good time, and it's essentially uh, the only use they are now to the plot. That's the only thing they did in this episode. Well, up to this point, at least that I remember. Um, but that's all right. Let let them be them. All right, let them fuck. That's fine. Sit back, <laughs> enjoy myself. But Nomi and and then they're done, and and Almanita goes. Now that's what I call fireworks. Um, and so just a cute little moment there. And then we get Lido and Hernando again. Yay! I'm giddy. I'm so excited. They're back together. So he pulls up and, and you know, he saw he's just saying basically he made a mistake, and but he fixed it. And then he, you know, looks over and Daniela walks in and, and Hernando asks about the pictures, but he's like, you know, he doesn't care. And he says his career is important to him, but it'll never be as important as Hernando. They make up and they're going home. And I was just thrilled, like a light inside me. I was so happy. Ash, I'm shocked that you I mean, didn't Chris, cry. how'd you feel about that? I couldn't care less. <laughs> <laughs> I I liked this scene, but at the same time, it felt too. It was too sweet. I don't know. It just too. It, it, yeah, it just uh-huh. it, it, it it. Like at this point in the show, like a lot of the other ones, while they've had their good moments, there's mm-hmm. always been something nasty wait lurking around the corner, and this one. It, they didn't have that feel. 
you know, it just, it was, it was too happy, too sappy. It was, and it was exactly what I needed. Yeah. I mean, it worked as a scene. It just, it didn't fit like the tone that they'd been going for with all the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then we get the end of the, oh, fuck me. The end of this episode. I just remembered what the end of this episode was. Some of the most disgusting shit I've ever seen in my life. I'm not having kids because I don't want to have to look at that shit. (laughs) So we get Riley. Her dad comes on stage and she's, you know, going to watch. And then as we're listening to the music, all the different care, all the different sensates appear and listen. They all hear it. And then we get these flashbacks of every single character being born. And I mean, they fucking show everything. Fortunately, our food hadn't quite arrived yet. And uh, thank God for oh, actually. No, no, no. I, I wasn't eating. Our food did arrive. I wasn't eating. Bridget was eating. And she almost threw her food on the ground. She was like, oh, didn't expect that. <laughs> Did not expect that. So they show everything there. It's supposed to be beautiful, I think. But I, I don't know. It's good birth control, in my opinion. <laughs> Did you go out and buy a bunch of condoms? <laughs> uh, uh, I haven't yet because I just watched it a little bit ago. But uh, but the, the, so what, what's important about this scene is what we find out about Riley. So basically, she has her baby. What I'm getting from it anyway, she has her baby, and then her she's having the baby in the car, and her husband gets into a car accident on the snowy roads, and that's presumably where the husband and the baby die. Uh, and so we find that out, and then Riley keeps having that flashback. She stands up, blood dripping down her face, and she faints, presumably over the motherfucking balcony, is what it looked like to me. And then the scene ends. I mean, rather, the episode ends. So. Thoughts on that last scene at all, Chris? I had to actually go online and read what the fuck happened because I was like, I don't understand what just happened because there was just I couldn't watch that shit. Oh, God. And then it so felt gross. like the it felt like that scene was like ten minutes long, and I was like, was I am not long. going back <laughs> and watching <laughs> all of that again. So I went online and I was like, oh, there's that's the answer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Ash? What were your thoughts on that last scene? I did think it was a little overlong. Yeah, um, definitely. But I, uh, one of the interesting things I thought about that was, um, I don't think any one of them was born in a hospital. Like, not one of them. <clears throat> you know, you're right. You're uh, right, I believe. And I actually got the times right, because they were all born on the same day and around the same time. Yeah. Uh, so, like, you know, it was daylight and where it should have been daylight and night where it should have been night. And That's cool. All that shit, I thought. So, I thought that was interesting. It's a very geeky thing to catch, and I love it. Good job. Um, overall thoughts on this episode. Ash, I'll start with you. Um, I liked what they were doing with it. I absolutely loved the, the play between uh, Leto and Wolfgang, the back and forth that they did with that. Yep. Um, the ending... Well, it was, I thought it did a good job. It was just, it felt overlong. It was like, well, we're going to go through all of them. And then I realized why they went through all of them, but it was still, it's like they spent way too long going over all of the births. Right. <laughs> I don't think right. we need to spend that much time, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, the, uh, and then, you know, we found out more about what happened with Riley and, and, and how her, husband died and stuff so i thought that was that was important but uh i thought it was a pretty good episode i actually i was annoyed because i watched this one earlier in the week and i couldn't jump into the next episode because i had to go to bed <laughs> <laughs> so i was kind of like uh, no right 
Yeah, I I wrote down the least amount after this episode just because it was the ending was just so strange. I don't like it. It was just it took too long. There was it was it was gross, and out of nowhere, it just kind of snaps out of it, and Riley falls over, and then it ends. It's like, oh, that was weird. Um, but I think the the Alito uh, and Wolfgang scenes, those two scenes were were awesome. I really liked both of those, so they're more than made up for the rest of the for the ending. But yeah, it was just a strange episode. I was like, okay, so where the fuck do we go from here? You know, we're on episode ten of twelve. We only have two episodes left. What do we do now? So I don't. know. It was strange. Uh, Chris, thoughts on overall thoughts on that episode? You know, the show was finally going on like a little uptick, like the past two, and then it just kind of fell back into the realm of. I don't care because the actual overarching plot isn't progressing at all. Mm -hmm. And we're just still dealing with these people that I don't really care for. Yeah. If you don't like the people, I think you, you know, you shouldn't watch the show. Basically, you know, if someone's watching or thinking about watching, you know, I feel like it's all about the characters because we're on episode 10 and it's still 98% of this has all just been about the characters, not about that story, not about that overarching story. And, and what sucks is, like, the the characters I like, like, Riley and Amanita, or whatever her name is. Yeah, Amanita, yeah. Their plots basically stopped, like, mid-season. They haven't really done anything. Riley's been kind of dead in the water since a while. Yeah. But then, like, the Amanita thing, it's, it's after she escaped the hospital, it's kind of just flatlined. You're, t- you're talking about Nomi, I think. Right, Nomi. With Amanita, yeah. Well, yeah, whatever. The lesbians. Yeah. The ones like, who have excellent sex. Those two. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like their plot line just kind of flatlined. Well, uh, like, like there's uh, little things. I but... disagree. Because like they were a huge, huge part of episode, what, the episode that Ash and I, what was that? Episode eight, maybe? No, seven. Episodes of they're huge in seven. And then they continue to be pretty big part of eight because eight was the, the car chase one. But the I believe. plot isn't good. Like it. It went, we're escaping, and then they're just kind of like off to the side, gathering like little bits and nuggets. Well, I'm wrong. That one scene where they went to the doctor's place and that stuff happened. But overall, it just seems it's kind of, compared to everybody else who's building, there's kind of just spikes. But I feel it's interesting because you said that the plot's not good, but I feel like their plot, what we're following with their story is the overarching plot of the entire Sense8. So I think it's interesting you said that you didn't like that. You don't like their plot right now, or their story. Well, it just has too many dead zones where, like, like they weren't even in this episode. Yes, they fucked. Do we not remember this important scene? That, that's it. It was, like, <laughs> two seconds of sex, and then a flash, and then another two seconds. Wonderful like, seconds. And that was it. Like, the Kalau, Kalau, her plot is awful. She just needs to go away. Yeah. I mean, I, hers I is mean, weird. I, I'm surprised it hasn't ended, but it's never going to end. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to episode 11. Just turn the wheel and the future changes directed by Tom Tykwer. Reminded me of an episode of lost. Just turn the wheel and the future changes. All right. So we start off with this beautiful shot of these snow covered mountains with a sole person walking through them. And obviously it's Riley having a, and, and so Riley is in the hospital room and she has this vision of Magnus, her husband and mixed in with this white light. And, 
this lady who warned her to leave is also there. And she says that, you know, you've been apologizing your whole life, and you, but you won't have to anymore because you're going to die in this hospital. And so there's that. And then we get Nomi is shocked awake. And uh, she tells us, you know, she finds out or realizes that they know about Riley being a sensate. And so Nomi and Will are talking about what to do when Bug shows up at the door. And Bug says, you know, he found her electronics and she says she can't pay him, but Bug doesn't care. He says, you know, I'd still be in prison if it wasn't for you, Mike. Or I mean, Nomi, Nomi, Nomi. Uh, and so he hands her this uh, trunk, uh, this black case, which is obviously going to contain all of her electronics. And then we're finally going to get the payoff for the Caffius storyline. And the and remember a few episodes back, it was the gang came in and said, you know, deliver us the daughter or we're going to kill your mom and you, whatever. And so Caffius brings the little girl to his friend's house and, you know, tells her to watch him. Well, you know, he's, you know, he's basically just preparing for the worst. And his friend agrees to watch her. And so then he leaves. And then we get um, Kala and her, and her fiancé. And uh, he tells her that, you know, we found out that the dad's going to survive. Um, and then she's there to tell him about what happened during the attack. But turns out he already knows that his father did, uh, you know, didn't approve of the marriage. Um, but he asks, do you still want to marry me? And that's how that scene kind of goes to black. And it's like, you, you know, set up perfect for her to say no. All she has to do is say no. And then we don't have to deal with her stupid ass storyline anymore. Uh, do you think he is the one that had his father stabbed? I don't think so. Because I think so. It would be interesting. It would be interesting, but I don't think so. But no one cares because it's Kalah and she's worthless. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Did you, have you considered that, Ash, at all? What? That Kalah's fiance had his dad killed or attacked? Mm, no, actually, I hadn't. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting thought. No, yeah, that is an interesting thought. Hmm. Something to keep in mind as we move forward. Uh, so Nomi and Omanita back at the apartment, they have the electronics back. Uh, then we get Riley's dad. He's singing to her in the hospital. Uh, Nomi visits them and sees both Will there also. Um, Will and Lee. And then we get the Van Dam bust. Bus, not bust, excuse me. Well, it gets busted. Yeah. And uh, it, it's, it's driving through the city. He pulls up to the gang member's place. And uh, obviously they were expecting him, but they checked the bus and no one's there. And so, you know, Kefia says, your your problem's not with a child and it's not with a, my mother. It's with you and me. So settle, let's settle this like men. And you know, obviously, you know, the, the gang member, the leader's like, like men, like men. Okay. And then he grabs a big machete and swipes it across near his face, but he doesn't hit him. And then he starts laughing and he take, takes him to the back. And so we'll come back to that in just a minute. Um, so we get son in prison. She gets a visitor. It's her brother. So we find out the news that their father is dead. And the police report says that it was a suicide. He killed himself by uh, like in the garage by a smoke inhalation or whatever. Carbon monoxide. Yeah, asphyxiation. Um, but son says you killed him. And she literally means you killed him. She thinks that. Because the dad was going to rat on the son, tell everything that he killed him in order to not go to prison. And, and I agree with her. I absolutely do, too. Yeah, absolutely. 
um, the brother, like, you know, he's crying, he's crying. And then he like turns like evil and says, you know, I was nowhere near him. And then he's, well, he starts crying and he says, you're obviously upset. And then just son jumps on the table and just starts kicking his ass. And that was so fulfilling. I just wanted him to like die at that point. I just wanted her to just keep going. That was awesome. And then she threatens, you know, she says, you're going to pay for this as, as she's being dragged from the room. That was really cool. I can't wait for this plot line to be over with either. It started off so promising and then the whole prison and uh, downhill. I liked it. I, I thought once it hit the prison, it was going to be shit, but I really like it since it's, she's been in prison. I think the character has been able to blossom and I really, I really like it a lot better than I did before she went to prison actually. So we're back with Caffius and they, they're in, they're in the, like the giant abandoned shed that they use as a whatever home. And, who do they bring out of the back but the bitch, quote-unquote? And it's fucking brown suit guy. Didn't see that coming. So they, you know, have him held hostage, he's all tied up, and basically they give him the ultimatum. You either kill the brown suit guy with this machete, chop his head off, or we kill you. But if you chop his head off, then our, our, our you know, our debt, your debt is is done. Uh, you know, we're even at that point. And so he's, one guy's holding the gun to... um. Caffius is head and keeps calling him a bitch but then Sun and Caffius are kind of visiting each other punching the wall and Sun says at, in in Caffius's spot so it's obviously it looks like Caffius saying it to the gang members but she says call me a bitch one more time and I will kill you and the guy goes what'd you say bitch and then she just turns the guy shoots his friend she chops his arm off with the machete and she just goes to town it was fucking awesome uh, I love that scene. Such a great fight scene. All of Sun's fight scenes are just so fun to watch. What were your thoughts on that scene? Anything? It, I, I thought it was entertaining, at least. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it wasn't good. really like realistic or anything, but it was it, it was entertaining with the flying was, limbs. Yeah, it was choreographed well. I did like that. Definitely. It, that, like I said, though, that falls with Sun. Sun's the elegant fighter. Right. And yeah, and Wolfgang's not. That, mm-hmm. I mean, Wolfgang is still, yeah, that follows with that. And just, yeah. I liked seeing her with a weapon too. That was interesting. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so we find out, you know, a couple of scenes later, the Wolfgang, or the, the Wolfgang, the gang member's not dead. And the guy, people come back in. He's like, you know, find him. So they're going to chase after him. Um, in the meantime, Wolfgang takes, like, busts his friend out of the hospital that he was staying at. And brings him to a different hospital or somewhere, a doctor's office, whatever it is, and pays off a doctor to kind of watch over him and make sure that nothing happens to him. Um, and what was the line from there? Uh, I don't know. I guess it's a little further down. It's a little later on in the episode. I get the line, but we get what's next. Um, oh, okay. So Kala walks to her temple. And she's, you know, greeted by this flower, by a, like a display of uh, remembrance, basically, even though he's not dead on the floor. And it's the, her fiance's father with a bunch of candles around. And she's like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But then she finds out that the reason they're thanking her is because she, they say that she brought him there in order to be attacked. And she's like, no, like, that's ridiculous. Like, no, that's wrong. And then they keep trying to get close to her, but I mean, uh, Will shows up and threatens them, and uh, they they then they leave, and then they transport to the they trans or visit Riley in the hospital. All three of them, um, 
and then the this quote I loved as they're driving the Van Dam bus away. Um, the black suit guy, you know, says, I'm going to make you rich. And he's like, no, I don't want your money, man. Uh, I don't want your money. And he's like, well, tell me then, why did you save me? And Caffius says, to be honest, it wasn't exactly a part of my plan. I thought that was hilarious. Love that line. Um, and then, uh, the biker, the gang, uh, kind of stalks up on the bus and Caffius then appears, he makes himself appear with Will and all them. And he says, you know, I think I'm going to, I'm thinking I'm about to die. And was like, nobody's going to die today. And so he, they help him. Basically, he's just asking for help. And so they help him. Um, they're shooting at the bus. He eventually gets the bus away. Um, and then the gang leader is kind of the only one chasing him. And then it's a f- this scene of them about to play chicken, really. Um, but it really had like a, a high noon feel to it, a Western feel to it, like a, a bat of the showdown at the OK Corral. You know what I mean? Like they're get, it's a standoff. And uh, I really thought that was really, that was just really neat. And then Caffius, you know, whispers to himself, let's settle this. And he drives and he turns the bus in such a way and that and it hits the the gang leader's bike so that it looks like, thanks to the mural on the side of the bus, that Van Dam is actually kicking the gang leader and the and the bike away. And that was that was so cool. Did you guys did you guys like that? Did you notice that? I did. That was hysterical. I, love that. I started cracking up. Yeah, absolutely. Chris, did you notice that at all? I didn't even notice that. No. Oh, okay. Um, oh, so here's the here's the quote with Wolfgang as he's leaving Felix with uh, with the new hospital. The doctor says, "What name should I use?" And he thinks about it for a second. And says Conan. He goes, "Is that a first name, last name?" Yes. And then he walks out. <laughs> that was so cool. Uh, obviously, a reference to the fact that uh, they're big movie fans of of Conan. Um, and then we get Caffius and the brown suit guy and they return to his friend's house and, you know, he reunites with his daughter and I thought that was a really cool moment. And then Riley still having these flashbacks and Will and Nomi are trying to figure out what to do. So Jonas appears. He says that they're out of time. Uh, Whisper knows about Riley. And then we, you know, we see Whispers in the background. He's telling Jonas things. Um, basically, he's telling J- Jonas what Jonas can tell them. So what a fucked up situation. So I... I, I I'm not sure. Is Will a bad guy? Is he just being manipulated or is he smarter than he looks? I, I don't know. But there's something deeper going on. There's something more sinister going on there between them. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts? Is, do you think Jonas is a, is a bad guy? Is he a guy to not be trusted or what? What do you think, Chris? Uh, I honestly don't think they know. Yeah. <laughs> but they're just kind of, they're going to use him whatever way they can to right. confuse and deliver nothing it's just it's a weird character Mm -hmm. and i don't think we'll ever know this season yeah yeah most likely what about you ash what were your thoughts Uh, i think maybe he initially before they captured him Mm -hmm. uh was legitimately trying to help the cluster but i think now i think they're they're fucking with him right Uh, i mean I, and obviously, he's not repeating everything that Whisper's telling him uh, verbatim, and I don't think that Whisper yeah. knows that. Um, mm-hmm. But I think at this point, I think he's so out of it and so compromised that, yeah, he, yeah good word, uh, that he's not uh, he's not helping them at this point. I mean, he's, he at least is letting them know, hey, Whisper's coming for you. And at that point... You just kind of ignore everything else he's telling you. Right, yeah. He's kind of screwed. <laughs> All right, so we get kind of the, the final moments here. 
uh, Wolfgang's at his uncle's. He pulls up to his uncle's house, and uh, then Kala appears next to him, and basically he's going to go do something bad, uh, clearly, to his uncle. And Kala's trying to talk him out of it, and uh, he pulls the gun out of the glove box, and she says that she knows how she feels about him, and she knows that he feels the same way about her. Um, Wolfgang says, you know, that he knows that, and that's why he's, he's doing this, because as long as his uncle is alive, no one he cares about is ever going to be safe. And so Kalas and Tyr, they, they kiss, and then he goes. Um, and then Kalas crying. She's standing at work when all of a sudden Sun kind of pulls her into the prison cell by saying, you know, crying won't help him. And they talk a little bit, and she says, well, what do you want me to, you know, what, what should I do about it? And Sun says, very calmly, very to the point, that, I, you know, she's going to take everything she's feeling and put it all into her fist, which is bloody knuckles, and fight for it. And then the episode ends. I, I fucking love that. I cannot wait to see the finale of this. I just, man, I, I wish we would have done the, the three episodes in a row because I really, really wanted to see the end of this. It was, I, I cannot wait to see this finale. I thought just this was a perfect buildup to this, this final episode. And I just feel like it's going to be such a cool episode. I cannot wait to see how this is all going to conclude. Uh, I think it's going to be one hell of a finale. So, Ash, what were your overall thoughts on episode 11? Oh, I definitely wanted to. And it was, and I think it was kind of important setup with, uh, with Riley and, and stuff like that. There's a few of things going on. Yeah. But it's all, this one was all set up. Um, as, right. as, as Chris likes to say, there, there wasn't much going on. <laughs> Nothing happened. It was set up. Every episode was set up. We're going to set up this episode for something that's never going to happen. We're going to set up this episode. Maybe something will happen eight episodes from now. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see if anything happens in the finale. <laughs> so much shit has happened in this season. I can't even begin to, to label list it all. And none of it I cared about. Well, that could be. That could be. I can't help. Those characters I don't care about. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You just like the Leto thing. If there was no Leto, I don't think you would like the show. I mean, if there was no Leto, the show would be lacking a great deal, actually, because I love Leto and I love what his character brings to it and the people that he surrounds himself with. Absolutely. But without Leto, you don't have Sense8. You have Sense7. And I don't watch Sense7. I watch Sense8. <laughs> so overall thoughts, uh, Chris. Anything else to add to it or was that kind of your thoughts? That, that was my thoughts. Okay. Awesome. I don't know what else to say then. I guess that's it for those two episodes. So the next episode um, is the finale, obviously, episode 12. And so the, our next podcast will be dedicated to that uh, in its entirety. I'm sure we'll have a lot of other shit to talk about. Chris will fit his month's worth of doing shit into a week like he does because he's just a beast. Can't help it. I, I'm busy. Have a busy weekend ahead. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, awesome. So I guess that's that. Um, make sure you check out the website. We are doing the 13 days of Halloween. I kind of forgot to post something this morning, so it kind of went after work, but it still got up there. Day four. Um, today was a review of Hills Have Eyes Part 2, the 1984 film, uh, by Chris himself. Spoilers, it sucks. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and then tomorrow is going to be... So Friday will be, you can find a review of The Omen on there. And then who knows what's going to happen Saturday and Sunday. But some more reviews, 
probably more Wes Craven stuff. I got a couple of things, a few, a number of things written. Um, Ash has a few more coming. I mean, there's going to be a shit ton. We're going to be doing day, th- like we did last year, day, you know, 10.5, day 10.75, day 11, 11.25, just to fit all the shit in that we have for this month. So I'm excited. You're excited. We're all excited. Excellent. So thank you guys for being here again tonight. I appreciate it. Always fun. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so thank you everyone for listening, and we will catch you next time. (laughs) 